Robert Sapp here. Thought tonight we'd do a little things different. Um, you know, with the 2020 going the way it is, earthquake here in North Carolina just recently. Hurricane the just a few days before the earthquake. I laughingly told my brother I, I was afraid I was going to wake up one morning and there'd be a three-foot snowfall on the ground. But everybody's talking about the end times. And I actually started all of these podcasts. My first one, way back in March, was uh, regarding the days of sorrow. So I thought I would talk a little bit tonight on the characteristics of the Antichrist. No, I'm not going to tell you his name because I don't know his name. And if anybody tells you that so-and-so is, or so-and-so is, or so, they probably don't have a clue. And the reason I say that is because it's not been revealed to us who the Antichrist is. But God revealed to us in his word what the Antichrist would be like. Almost gives us an image of what he's going to look like. But it's definitely a a characteristic, a personality, a mannerisms photograph so that when this individual steps up on the world stage, the Christians will not be deceived. So where is the information coming from for the Antichrist? Well, it comes from the Old and the New Testament. And you have to take both, rightly divided. Now let's get started. What's the number one characteristic of the Antichrist? Well, he'll be a diplomat. He'll be a head of an organization. He'll be an economist. Now, I put the titles to these verses, but these verses are strictly from the King James Version, and I will read them. I'll tell you where they're from, and I will read them, and I will let you decide if the title of this section is correct. So, Section 1, or the first characteristics, is a diplomat, or head of an organization, or an economist. Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most Holy. Note I said, make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again in the wall, even in troubles times. And again, commandment to restore, to build Jerusalem. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be up with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consumption, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. 
Make reconciliation for the iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness. A commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem. Shall the Messiah be cut off? Now, later on in that verse, it's talking about the prince that shall come. That's not the prince. That's not Christ that will come that shall destroy the city. Christ doesn't destroy the city. The Antichrist does. So he's a diplomat. It's a military strategist, section 2, or second characteristics. Daniel 8 and 24. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Daniel 11 and 38. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. And his power shall be mighty, and it will be the God of forces. So he will know military strategy. Section 3, or the third characteristic, he is a visionary. This is from Daniel 7, verse 8. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold... In this horn were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouth speaking great things. Daniel 7 and verse 20. And of the ten horns that were in his head and of the other which came up and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things whose look was more stout than his fellows. There were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouth speaking great things in both those verses. In Daniel seven twenty and Daniel seven and eight, so he's going to have an he's going to have eyes. He's going to be able to talk. He's going to have a very good speech. So he's a visionary. He's going to tell you of great things to come. He's a great orator. The fourth characteristic. Daniel seven and eleven. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Daniel 7 and 25 says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and he shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. So he's a great orator. I behold them because of the voice of the great words, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and people will follow after him. Now, being a great orator is more than just being able to deliver a good speech. You've got to be able to feel what the speaker is saying. However, I will also say that the delivery is a good portion of being a great orator. You wouldn't want to listen to someone who uses the word uh or whatever. And I'm not throwing rocks at those individuals. I'm just saying that that distracts from the speech. And because of that, you might not be considered one of the great orators. Yeah, be a persecutor, lawyer. Daniel 7, 21. And I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Daniel 7 and 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and, to think, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. 
2 Thessalonians 2, verses 8 through 9. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan and with all power and signs and lying wonders. I use persecutor and lawyer here because we see that he's going to bring charges against the saints. He's going to try to change laws. He's going to be um, signs and lying wonders. Now, not all lawyers lie, just like not all politicians lie, but a good portion of them do. And when you think of a lawyer, you think of laws, and you think of him trying to change the laws. And this guy is going to try to change times, and he's going to try to change the law. And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. He's made war with the saints. He's prevailed against them. And then there will be the signs and lying wonders. Characteristic six, fierce facial features. And he'll be a spiritualist. Now, what do I mean by that? Daniel 8 and 23. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. Here he is. Daniel 8 and 23 says, here's the Antichrist. He's going to have a, he's going to be a king of fierce countenance. He's going to be a very stern looking man. I always look at this as he's going to be a very professional individual. There won't be a lot of jocularity. There won't be a lot of laughing. There won't be a lot of um, uh, tomfoolery, if you will, but he will be very professional. Now, he will use jokes when he needs to use jokes, and they will be very pointed jokes and he will that way he can you know win you over to his side if you're not careful and he will understand dark sentences dark sentences here means um spiritualism not religion not church but the voodoo the dark magic if you will the witchcraft the that is what he will understand and it will seem that he has great power in this now, characteristic number seven is one that all of us will agree with. It's powerful. He's going to be a powerful individual. Daniel 8 and 24 says, And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Revelations chapter 13, verses 2 through 4. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war? With him, So he's going to be a powerful. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Satan will give him that power. Oh, wait. You mean to tell me that Satan's powerful? Yes, he is. Very much. And he's going to be like a leopard and a bear and a lion. He's going to have that kind of strength and that kind of presence. He's going to be, basically, you'll see him as a king. Characteristic number eight, he's going to be deceitful. I know that's probably a shock to all of you. Daniel 8 and 25 says, And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart. 
and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of, prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Second Thessalonians 2, verses 9 through 10. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of truth that they might be saved. So he's going to be able to lie through his teeth. Through his policy, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. He's going to look like he's got some sort of magic going on. Uh, remember, power and signs and lying wonders from Second Thessalonians. He's going to be a man of flattery. Daniel 11 and 34 tells us, Now when they shall fall, they shall be hoping with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. He's going to be able to work his charm. He's going to be very charismatic. And he's going to be able to work his charm and you're going to fall for it if you are not looking for him. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast on the characteristics. Now, that's one through nine so far. Characteristic ten says, Regards not the God of his fathers. Daniel 11 and 37. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. He's going to be narcissistic. He's definitely going to be, you know, arrogant, pompous, but he's not going to be, he's not going to regard the God of his ancestors. He's going to have his own God, and it will be himself. He will put himself up as a God. That's characteristic 10. Characteristic 11 is probably the most controversial, and you can get mad at me if you wish. I don't care, but... Remember, this is straight from King James Version of the Bible. He is going to be a homosexual. Why and how can I say that? Do I, do I hate the homosexual? No, I do not hate the homosexual. Daniel 11 and 37 says, Neither shall he regard the God of his father, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. So he shall not have the desire for women. Revelation 11 and 8 says, And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of that great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. So we're talking about Jerusalem, but in Revelation 11 it's talking about calling it Sodom and Egypt. Why does it call it Sodom? What happened to Sodom? Sodom was destroyed because of the wickedness. Remember when the angels went into Sodom, the men gathered outside of the door of Lot and said, bring them out so we can know them. And in that passage, know them is have sex with them. So Daniel 11.37, Revelations 11 and 8 points out that he is not going to look towards women and that he will be more in the line of Sodom and Gomorrah. Daniel 7 and 20 for this as well, and of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. Now in this scripture, fellows is a feminine version of an associate, a feminine. It is the feminine root of the word for associate. So he's going to be somewhat feminine looking. 
I say he all alone because, well, he's not going to desire women. So I believe that the scripture is telling us that the Antichrist will be a man. So let's go back and just look at what I feel like is the 11 characteristics of the Antichrist. He's going to be a diplomat, number one. He's going to be a diplomat, head of an organization, and an economist. Characteristic two, he's going to be a military strategist. Characteristic three, he's going to be a visionary. Characteristic four, he's going to be a great orator, a great speaker. Characteristic five, persecutor, lawyer. Characteristic six, fierce facial features, and he's going to be a spiritualist or a medium. He's going to be, you know, one of those guys. Uh, characteristic number seven is going to be powerful. Characteristic number eight, he's going to be deceitful. Characteristic number nine, he's going to be flattering and going to get very far with his flattering. Characteristic number ten, he's not he's going to regard not the God of his father. He's going to set his own course. And characteristic number 11, he will be a homosexual. Now, this is available on, um, on the website, outofthecode.net. Look for not just the Antichrist, but it's under a, a whole title of the Antichrist, the Beast, and it's 666. So look for that document. There's like 64 pages. You're welcome to download it. Again, this is all from the King James Version. Um, hit me up for, on Facebook. Let me know what you think. Let's talk about it. You may not agree with this. You may agree with it. I don't know, but trust me, this is after long hours of prayer and seeking the Lord to get to this point where we can identify the characteristics of the Antichrist. We don't know that Antichrist's name yet. But I believe that he is very much alive in the year 2020, and he very well may be already either making moves to be in power, or he may already be in power. That's how close I believe it is. But again, if you disagree with me, that's great. I'd love to uh, discuss this with you, if you would so wish. But uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on outofthecode.net. There's a prayer request, but you don't have to use it for a prayer request. I'm the only one that sees them. You can go out there for your prayer request and just tell me what you think about this podcast or you can, as I say, Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, any of those. Or leave me a voice message on this podcast and Anchor will let me know. I certainly appreciate you all listening. It's been, it's a, indeed a pleasure and an honor to be able to come to you on a weekly or try to come to you on a weekly basis but let's let's end this podcast in prayer our most kind and gracious heavenly father lord we thank you for this day lord we thank you for your many blessings upon our life lord we thank you for allowing us the opportunity once again to come and to share your word with one another lord Lord, I don't say that I am correct. I don't say that I am right. But Lord, I believe that this is what you have given me, Lord. And I believe that you are always correct. And I believe that you are always right, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you will give me knowledge, that you'll open up the eyes of my understanding as I continue to study, Lord, that you'll open up the ears of those that listen to this podcast and that you'll open up the heart, Lord, so that they can hear 
and so that they can receive God. And Lord, we ask that you'll just spread your hand out across the land over the countries that our people are listening in. Lord, that you'll bless these individuals through your word, not through my voice, not through what I'm saying, but through your word, you will bless these individuals, Lord. And we ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Until we meet again, guys, God bless.